Hello, this is Dr. Hughes, and I am back for another episode. Today we're going to be talking about the sexual socialization of men and women, specifically Latter-day Saint men and women, and how this sexual socialization has caused a great divide among the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What you see with uh, men is an over-sexualization, over-identification with sexuality and this blending of sexual uh, sexuality to the self. And with women, you see um, generally much the opposite. Now, I've, I've mentioned this in other episodes, but I did want to expound upon it today because it is so relevant. A lot of what's done in the therapy room by a really well-trained, good therapist is slowing things down, being very purposeful uh, about what we discuss in therapy and making sure that we're providing the correct building blocks of treatment so that the outcomes that the clients want are, are met. And so I thought it would be most useful for, uh, for members of the church to hear um, basically how, how we got to where we are with this sexual socialization of, of men and, and women in the church and, and how we can um, depart from that because this whole podcast is really about changing and shifting our, our Latter-day Saint narratives about sexuality and, and its impact in, in lives of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, uh, first, I want to talk about just tipping the scales of this sexual socialization. So, um, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in, in, in our culture, and I want to be really specific, and I've, I've stated this over and over again, but I want to continue to state this because it, it is so vital, it's so imperative uh, that that this this idea, this concept is, is clear. Um, this is not from the church. This, these messages are not from um, the church itself, but it's made up, uh, it's created by the culture of, of members of the, the church, this, this sexual socialization that I'll be talking about. So what you, what you find in large part from men is this over-identification with the sexual, sexual self or parts of the core self that, that are sexual. Uh, and, and so across time with uh, blending of, uh, of the larger society messages received from the larger society, um, highly sexualized men, they highly sexualize women as well, and, and definitely um, objectify women uh, to a greater extent. But talking about men not just Latter-day Saint men, but all of all men, there is a, a heightened sexual socialization. And as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a lot of us, uh, us men uh, will pick up these messages from the larger society. We will pick up these messages within the, the, the culture of the church, the culture of the church, and we will over identify as sexual beings uh, so much so that there's there's um, 
there's a blending of who the self is, who our core self, our core being is, and um, with this sexual self. So we we know that that who we are, our our um, uh, the soul of of man, the soul of of woman, the soul of man, is the spirit and the body, and with this over identification of the the man as a sexual um, individual, it it sort of takes over uh, and over uh, blends with with the soul, and so uh, a lot of men feel as if they are. Um, uh, you know, they'll identify as sexual beings, but they'll over-identify with this so much that it it creeps into everyday life, sometimes hourly, sometimes uh, minute by minute by minute aspects of the life of of a man, um, so that when they're when they're driving when they're listening to music when they um are at in line at the grocery store when they are exercising uh when they are thinking when they are watching a television show whatever it may be um this over identification transcends the latter day saint men um the man men in general but I'm this podcast is specifically for um members of the church of Jesus Christ the latter day saints and, and so this over identification transcends Sends them into this overabundance of this uh, um, uh, increased, um, substantially increased time in the erotic world or the sexual world. Now, this this erotic or sexual world is um, is is there for men and women alike. Um, you know, every aspect of life, every aspect of being down here on this earth, every. Every aspect of one's thoughts could be taken into this this erotic world. Um, now, if if you know somebody that has a sexual addiction and they are very open and transparent with you concerning the sexual addiction, um, you could you can ask them uh, about triggers that they have, and a lot of times. These these triggers, and I know I know this because I, I work so often with with men and women that struggle with sexual addictions, um, members uh, of the church that struggle with with sexual addiction, and um, and they will talk uh, about how uh, they are triggered by things that um, other people would not find triggering. They are triggered by scenarios that other people. Are, are not triggered by an example is um, once upon a time I had a, a client that was um, dropping their kids off this is a man he was dropping his kids off to be uh, watched by this this neighbor and this this neighbor that was going to watch the kids also had kids she was home uh, alone her husband was at work and this this individual that I that I worked with he dropped the kids off um, but because of his uh, overabundance of time in the erotic world, he had he hadn't really worked at creating these thoughts. But these these thoughts, you know, he put in a little bit of effort. But these thoughts sort of materialized almost as if by themselves because he was so intertwined in in his addiction. Um, he he 
truthfully thought that I'll drop the kids off. I'll talk to, you know, sister so-and-so at the the door, at the threshold of the the door. And um, she might possibly uh, become vulnerable or open up or talk about things that she's struggling with. And it wouldn't be odd or strange for her to continue to have a conversation with me and invite me in. And um, there's a chance that she may feel close to me and and then uh, make sexual advances or uh, some sort of bid for for sexual activity. Um, or I might glean that she's open to me making these bids. And... Um, and so th- these are these are some of the thoughts, and I'm not saying everyone that struggles with a sexual addiction is the same way, but these are some of the thoughts of an individual that uh, that has spent a, a overabundance of time in the erotic, erotic world. Uh, so you can see how things that are very innocent turn sexual, turn highly sexual, and the mind of somebody that spends spends a lot of time in this erotic world goes there very readily, very very easily. And this is not always. This is not only the case with those that struggle with sexual addiction. I want to be really really clear about that. This is, um, you know, women experience this as well. Uh, women that are members of the church experience this as well. Um, but in large part, you see this more with with male members of of the church, over sexualizing the self, over sexualizing situations, over sexualizing, and these these could even be with safe others. These could be with um, their their eternal companion. This could be. Uh, over-sexualizing uh, uh, aspects of the day and interactions with their, their spouse so that there's a, a, a reliance on or a go-to the sexual where their partner or spouse um, maybe is maybe is being vulnerable, maybe he's wanting to connect, maybe he's wanting to feel close, but not always in a sexual way. And uh, and so that's why you see a lot of uh, men and women uh, couples that that the the wife will say, well, I can't I can't even open up, I can't even do physical touch, I can't even I can't even spend you know quality time with him without him wanting to have sex with me, and and that's in large part because so much of a generally a a, a uh, Latter Day Saint male's world is is spent in this over-sexualized place. All right, so for men, the call for, for rebalancing and tipping the scales is learning to step foot outside of the erotic world, learning to be aware of other aspects of reality, of life, of the day-to-day, of the hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute experience. So just like there's an erotic world that we all are a part of, whether we're tuned into it or not, on a, on a second-by-second basis, there are, there are also other aspects of, of the world that these individuals that have an over-emphasis, over-identification with their sexual uh, parts of self can learn to access. So vulnerable, um, connecting, emotional worlds, these all, these all exist. And a lot of times they miss these, these different, uh, worlds that, that are part of their day-to-day minute by minute experience.
All right. Let's switch over to women. I have a little bit of time. I have about 10 minutes before I need to do supervision. And I want to make sure to, to cover this as thoroughly. So for women, in the larger society, there's an over-sexualization. There's a, an objectification, no question. Everybody knows that. In, in the, the, the culture of the, the church for Latter-day Saint women, there's an under-identification with the sexual parts of the core self, of the soul. There's an under-identification under, um, uh, there's a lack of relationship with the sexual body, with aspects of the spirit that are sexual. And for both men and women, Latter-day Saint or not, because we know we are all sons and daughters of God, this is exactly what Satan wants for men and for women to for men to over-identify uh, over with the sexual self, women to under-identify with the sexual self. And because, the reason is, is he wants us to do this because we will forget who we truly are. We will forget core aspects of the self, capital S, self. We will for, forget this. And as we forget who we are, sons and daughters of, of God, as possessing a, 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 um, a phenomenal amount of sexuality, and in that sexuality, an ability to connect and literally bond and fuse with, um, with our eternal companion. We, in forgetting this, he can deteriorate relationships and he, Satan can deteriorate relationships and deteriorate families. And that's his, that's his whole objective. And then we can get lost in sin. You know, sin is, in my opinion, uh, more of just a, a cherry on top of the, the, the cake. He, he doesn't just want us to sin. He wants us to forget who we are and to forget key aspects of our, our, our soul. You know, this is going back, clear back to my first podcast. So if you're curious uh, uh, about more of this type of talk, go to that, the, uh, well, it's not the first podcast. It's one of the first one, one of the first three, I believe. Go back to that and you can listen to a, a little bit more of, of, of this type of talk. So women in, in uh, the church have this under-identification with the sexual self, uh, parts of the, the, not just the body and relationship with the sexual uh, anatomy, but also uh, an a, a under-identification with aspects of uh, sexuality in the spirit. And how does this affect their, their view of self with this under-identification? Women uh, uh, depart from their um their owning of their sexual their sexuality their sexual identity identity excuse me and they become non-affiliated with with these aspects and the implications then of this this deprecated uh, deprivation um is the deprivation of or lack of time spent in the erotic world and distance from um, even further distance from these these sexual parts. So as they're going through their day on a minute by minute basis, hour by hour basis, they are not um, clued into or keyed into the erotic world that is about them. 
they're not clued into um, how uh, how they uh, the ability to access their sexuality and their sexual self as they are are going about their day, and with this this lack of time spent in the erotic world, they get further and further away from their sexuality and it it becomes their sexuality is almost like um, this hypothetical limb that um, is used less and less or not used at all across time and as this limb this hypothetical limb of sexuality is is deprived and isn't used it the the individual the latter-day saint woman does not know how to access that, to begin using that, to, to, to make it strong and, and healthy because she never has or she has uh, uh, to, uh, you know, to, to a small extent done so in the, the past. And so the, the, the rebalancing or tipping of the scales for the, the Latter-day Saint woman is learning to set foot in the erotic world, whatever that may mean for her. And like I've said before, that could look very different for her than it does for, for him. And so she learns in a healthy way how to sexualize self. And that's kind of a, a scary topic, scary terms for women, especially sexualizing women. But I, I mean it in a, a very reverenced, a very respectful, and a very spiritual way. She learns to, how to identify as a daughter of God that is that is created in his image which means he is sexual which means she is sexual and learns how to access that sexuality that is a large part of who she is and uses that goes to the erotic world accesses her body and spirit sexual aspects of the body of the sp- and the spirit of the soul and in so doing learns to become more like god and fights against this these attacks from satan to forget who we are and as she learns to become more like god in in honoring her her heritage of who she is then she strengthens not only her relationship with God and her becoming like God, but her relationship with her spouse and her relationship with, with her family become highly strengthen, strengthened and the, the, the bonds become so tightly connected and, and strong that Satan will have a, the most difficult time breaking that um, and it, it becomes this this asset to her and to her family and to her her marriage so just a, a quick little recap on the rebalancing and tipping the scales men learn to step foot outside of the erotic world and women learn to set learn to set foot in the erotic world so men are stepping out not all not fully but learning to access other worlds that are about them they step out of the erotic world more. Women learn to set foot in the erotic world more. They honor the other worlds that they've, they are a part of, and they still set foot in those. But they also learn to set foot in the erotic world 
and figure out what that means for them, what that looks like for them. That's it for me today. I am just a therapist sitting in an armchair talking about sex. Until next time.